And good evening, everyone. Welcome to another exciting Saturday Night Wine stream and another exciting episode of Drink with Rick. I'm Rick, and tonight, well, we're back to the Italian wines. And tonight, this is going to be a Toscana, and I hope it will be a good one. I've heard some interesting things about it, a few interesting things about it. It looked interesting on the shelf, so I thought, why not, wine, wine, not? Okay, so that's what we're going to try tonight. I'll tell you all about it shortly. Of course, if you're joining me for the first time, or the 174th time, because this is the 100, excuse me, the 194th time. Goodness, where am I, where have I been? <laughs> this is the 194th episode. We're only six episodes away from episode 200 here on Drink with Rick. And uh, if you're joining me for this show for the first time, this is a stream of consciousness kind of show, as you can already tell. I do have my show notes, and they're right here. I do, I do have them here. I grab them occasionally and look at them as I need. But I don't always follow them verbatim. Of course I don't. Because the show does not rely that heavily on these notes. The show relies more on you and me chatting in the chats. Because the show's not about me. Now, I do, yes... I mean, I do entertain you with stories and whatnot, but the show is not about me. The show is somewhat about the wine. It's just to get things going, get things flowing. The show is really about you and me getting together right here on a Saturday night with our favorite libations, our favorite snacks, no matter what they are. You don't have to drink wine. You don't even have to like wine. Okay? Although... It's more fun if you do, but, um, and I'm speaking from personal experience, of course, but you don't have to. You can drink whatever you want, eat whatever you want, just as long as you're eating and drinking along with me and where we're just have, spending some time together. That's what this show's about, just getting together and just having a good time. We don't talk about politics. We don't talk about religion on the show. That's not what this is about. Uh, this is about things that bring people together. That's what we want to do, and that's what wine does, and that's what this show is about. Now, if you want to join me live in the chats, I can tell you where you can uh, get in on all of the fun, all of the action. The uh, website, of course, is drinkwithrick.com. Now, you can go to the website, and you can click on any of these links here for the Saturday Night Wine stream, and uh, you will find a lot that's live on the Facebook page is at Drink with Rick. This is uh, Facebook.com slash Drink with Rick. YouTube channel is at Drink with Rick. Twitch is Drink with Rick and the number one, all one word. So go to twitch.tv drink slash Drink with Rick and the number one. Twitter is at Drink with Rick. And Odyssey, we are live on Odyssey with a live chat, is at Drink with Rick colon and the number seven. All in one line. Now, of course, if you can't watch now or you can't watch later, you can listen anytime on demand because the podcast version of the show goes out at 10 p.m. on Monday nights, Eastern Time. And that is something you can find on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Deezer Radio, Stitcher Radio, Blueberry.com, iHeartRadio, we're all over the place. Amazon Music, and of course, podcastindex.org. 
and by email. Now, if you go to drinkwithrick.com and you click on that button there on the, on the subscribe page that says by email, click on that little blue button, put your email address in, and you will get the latest episode of Drink With Rick as soon as it drops and no salesman will call. That's just for listening to the show. And you can subscribe in all these venues and follow me and all that kind of thing uh, if you like. I, I hope you will. But there's no hard and fast rule about doing this, and I'm not going to beg for it. It's 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 your choice. It's whatever you like to do, and that's uh, that's what that's all about. All right, so here's what we've got going on tonight. I'm going to introduce the wine. I'm going to show it to you in just a few seconds. Uh, we're going to go into the chats too in just a moment. I'm going to open, pour, taste, and review this wine. We're going to pair it with some foods. Oh, some foods that my lovely wife, she has prepared and a really, really nice, she put together a really nice little presentation tonight. I've got to show this to you in honor of one of the national days, actually. We are going to toast the national days, of course. And if anyone in the chat has a, a birthday or a an, an anniversary or whatever, or a congratulatory event, pop it in the chat and we'll we'll toast that as well. We'll toast it as well. All right, um, we're, we're going to talk about. Uh, oh, we're going to talk about a couple of things, mostly related to the national days. Going to tell a few dad jokes, some dad jokes, and you know what? Put your dad jokes in there, and you could win a, a book. I, I'm going. I want to give away another one of my books, so I hope you will join me here for that. So that's that's what we've got going on here. So let me show you the wine here. Before we do, let me get into the chats. And my good friend Ed is in the chat on Facebook, and he says, I got here. And Ed, I am so glad you got here. I started a couple of minutes late. I was running the, the little bars and tone a little bit longer because I, I'm having to do things. I don't want to harp on Facebook, but I'm having to do some extra things now that I didn't have to do before to, to get everything ready. So that's what the bars and tone are for, is to make sure I'm not, they're not just sitting up there, and I'm not, it's not like I'm starting late. I'm actually, Starting, but um, I'm in the background doing a lot of stuff. So, so forgive me if that went a little bit long. Um, and so, Ed, I'm glad you're here, and everyone else. I, I know there are folks liking the page and and liking the the uh, uh, everything that's going on here. So, I, I really hope you'll join into the chats here on Facebook, and of course. We are live on YouTube, and my lovely wife, Chi, is on YouTube, and she says hello, and I just had to put this, had to put this, you know, I forgot to put this little thing in here. There we go. Don't mind that, Ed. It's it. I forgot to pop it up there just before the show started, and uh, there we go. Now it's in there in all the little chats. And it looks like we're good on Odyssey, and we're live on Twitch. Twitch is going strong. We have folks on Twitch. And Tascools is in the chat on Twitch. And Tascools says, uh, sipping some some Middleton Very Rare Irish Whiskey, $130 a bottle? Got as Xmas from a friend. Smooth. I'll bet it is. It better be for $130. Wow, $130 a bottle. All right, I can't afford this stuff, but you know you've got me going. I've got to try. I've got to find out. Maybe, maybe there's a small. Do they sell them in like the little? They don't sell them miniatures that much anymore. I've been to the uh, some of the liquor stores lately, and I was telling Tommy, I said, "Yeah, we got to get some of those." Mil-. And they still have a few little miniatures, but they don't have a lot like you used to be able to get them, like in the liqueurs. Um, what is it? Little ten. I'm going to write this down. Very rare Irish whiskey. Wow. And it's $130 a bottle. That's 
that's too rich for my. But what's the size of the bottle? Is it like a fifth, or is it like? I mean, it's a really big bottle, or is it a small, smaller flask? Wow. Um, well, I'm glad you're here. And by the way, Tascools, uh, of course, Tascools got a um, book. He got the book last week that I gave away, and it's on the way. I sent it out. I sent it out this week. You should have it. Um, if you don't have it by now, you should have it by Monday or Tuesday at the latest. So let me know. Uh, if you don't get it uh, within a week or so, let me know. Um, I, I went to a different place. I went to the UPS store instead of the USPS to, to ship it off, and it costs more. And I'm not a little bit, I'm not, I'm a little bit, I don't know. I don't usually go there to ship stuff out <laughs> because it's so expensive and because I'm really not sure how, how they handle the packages there. So hopefully you'll get it. Taz says it's more now. Bottle is five years old, 750 milliliters. Okay, so it's a 750 milliliter bottle. Oh, I'll bet it is more now. So you, you got it. Okay, Tess says not yet. No biggie. No problem. Well, uh, let me know. I want to make sure. And also, uh, Pete, if you're in the chat now or later, uh, Pete Denise, I sent one to you as well. You got one. I think, no, Taz, you got yours. Uh, I, I think you won it last week, and then Pete got uh, one it the week before or something, and uh, I had to ship them both out at the same time. But uh, they're they're going they've gone out so they're they're on the way. Ed says they got here right with the phaser blast. Great timing. <laughs> um, yeah, you like the open. I, I try to make this a lot more theatrical now, and I there are a couple of reasons why I'm doing it. It's not just because some of it's for the entertainment value and because it looks cool. Uh, I think to have a little opening there, but. Um, that's not the main reason I do it. Uh, it was it was born out of uh, had, trying to uh, work out, you know, experiment a little bit. I, uh, let me say, I'm not going to get into the weeds on that right now. We'll talk about that later if you like. So let me check the other chats, and uh, looks like we're good there. So let me check. Oh, uh, YouTube one more time. Okay. And my lovely wife, Chi, has really prepared something special tonight. So I'm, I'm, I want to show this to you. I can hardly wait to show it to you. This is great. It's going to be great. Okay. So this is the wine that we have that we're opening up tonight. This is, uh, this, this is actually pronounced, um, I think, uh, Lodele. It's pronounced Lodele, I believe. And, uh, I, I was looking for the correct pronunciation. It's uh, Lodele uh, Rosso di Costana. Co not Costana, Toscana. I'm, <laughs> I haven't had any wine yet, folks, and <laughs> I'm already wixing my merds up here. It's a Lodele Rosso di Toscana, and uh, let me show you the back of this wine. This is what we've got here. It's 2018. It says, this super Tuscan has a harmonic bouquet profile with hints of licorice, dry red fruits, vanilla, and woody notes from aging in barriques for 10 months. The predominance of Tuscan grapes blended with international grapes allows this wine to express traditional Tuscan characteristics along with a familiar international style. And it says, serve uh, slightly below room temperature. Why well, did <laughs> I didn't read that part? <laughs> it's bottled by Cantine Bellini in Rufina, Italy, imported by Plume Ridge in Claremont, California. And there is 13.5% ABV in this 750 milliliter bottle of wine. So that's 
this is the wine we're opening tonight. I I really should read these things more before I start. Before uh, and I did kind of did read it, but I, I sort of glossed over it and I completely missed the serve slightly below room temperature. Um, it's, it might be slightly below room temperature in here. It's kind of cold outside, and but it's kind of warm in the house. So, you know, and upstairs here in the in the studio, it's and the lights and everything. It's been been warm. So, oh well, <laughs> we'll take our chances with it as it is. Okay, so let's go ahead and open the wine, and let's see how it fares. And uh, once I have it open, I uh, will look around on the internet so we have ones. I didn't find it much. I, I do my show prep and I do, I do some research on the wine. Uh, and sometimes I can find a lot, and sometimes I can't. Uh, this is one of those situations where I found a little bit of information, but uh, not a lot of pricing information as I usually find. Now I'm going to go ahead and open this up with my mechanical corkscrew. And we're going to uncork, or as I like to say, decork the wine, because I like to be different. I don't want to be like everyone. And I'm not a sommelier, okay? I'm just an everyman who likes to drink wine, like 99.99% of everyone else out there. I give you my own uneducated, unrefined opinion with my own uneducated and unrefined palate. Like 99.99% of us do, you know. It's a personal preference. That's what it is. But I'll tell you what I think of it, personally. All right, so we have the wine ready to go. We have the we have uh, everything ready. There's not much displacement on that one. It looks like it was... Oh, it looks like it just missed... I don't know if you can see it here, but it looks... It, it just missed the the top of the wine... In the bottle, so there's not no no displacement at all, actually. Uh, all right, so we have the aerator in place, and then uh, to hold the grape nectar, I have my genuine Galway Irish Crystal glass, given to me by my employers at BuyTwoWayRadios.com, and we're going to pour a little bit of this wine into the glass, just a little bit for starters. Set that aside. And, of course, I'm going to swirl it on my official Drink with Rick coaster, which, by the way, uh, if you want to get a pair of these, I, I, I have some more here now. Um, they didn't they weren't fully depleted uh, for the holidays, but uh, I, I did uh, uh, come up with another box of them, so, uh, so I've got some more now. And uh, I can tell you how to get a free pair of these simply by sending me a self-addressed stamped envelope, and I'll just send them to you. Okay, we're going to give this a good swirling around a little bit here. A little swirling. There we go. Get things going. Get a little, get it oxygenated a bit. All right, get some air in there. And then we're going to set it aside to just sort of breathe a little bit. Have a chance to, to become acclimated to the climate in this room. And while it's doing that, let's learn a little bit more about this wine. Now, I went around online, as I said a few moments ago, and I really didn't find a whole lot on this particular wine. There were different wines that were similarly labeled and similarly um, described, but I did find it on Vivino. 
I did find it. Uh, I think Wine Searcher had something on it, but I couldn't. I couldn't uh, get the information from there. Uh, I I'll tell you where I got it from. Uh, I picked it up at Trader Joe's. So it's the Trader Joe's. As a matter of fact, I saw more bottles of it at Trader Joe's when I went there the other day, and it was Friday to be uh, precise, uh, Friday afternoon, uh, about midday. And I went there and I saw more bottles, and I said, you know. I haven't tried this one yet, so I'm going to reserve. I'm going to wait until I try this one to see if I like it before I buy any more. So that's what that's what I did. So anyway, so I checked around a little bit, found some information, found a couple of, of reviews. Nothing, you know, really that uh, interesting about it. It was kind of median reviews on it. Vivino has a 3.6 star rating out of 61 ratings, and I think that's on the 2018. Well, I think that's, I think that's on the 2018 uh, vintage, and they have that one listed for $11.89, and it looks like so it's kind of a median uh, re- review. They they have a bunch of reviews. I looked at some of the reviews, and and uh, that were you know the people that said it was okay. Um, some people liked it. Some thought it was just okay. We'll see what I think of it. Now, one thing that I did notice when we go back to this description here for just a moment, it says here, and I, and I kind of paused for a second when I was reading this, it says hints of licorice. Now, I love licorice, and I really like a wine that has some licorice notes in it. So, I have some high hopes for this. I'm thinking, hmm, okay, I, I might like this, I might, but I don't know yet. I've been fooled before. All right, so, uh, <laughs> and, uh, well, you know, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Okay, so I have that wine ready to go. What was I going to do here? Uh, lost my train of thought here. Oh, yeah, I was going to check the chats here again. Uh, all right, and uh, everybody's okay in the chat. Oh, I was going to tell you how much I paid for this wine, too. And uh, Taskul says, if the USA had three more states, we would be truly indivisible because 53 is a prime number. Oh, my. <laughs> yep. Uh, that's good. I, I, this is true. I mean, you can't, you know, 53 is indivisible. <laughs> and the more, the merrier, right? Okay, so... Uh, we're going to do some dad jokes tonight. All right, so uh, where was I now? Oh, yes, the price. I was looking over here. The price. Okay, I've got the receipt from Trader Joe's because that's where I purchased it, as I mentioned before. And it says uh, that I paid. Now, remember, I, I said that uh, the, the median price they had here at Favino was $11.89 for this bottle of wine. I paid for this um, low of, uh, well, Petite Super Tuscan. That's what they call it here. A Lodele Petite Super Tuscan. It is uh, apparently a Super Tuscan wine. We'll talk about that a little bit more in a minute. Um, $7.99. I paid $7.99 for it right here. So there you go. I have some, some high hopes for this wine. Now, before we start into it, yeah, I did have a little more information from it because I pulled it up from... Um, the, uh, the the site 
of this this site here. What is it? Um, yeah, <laughs> not the not the uh, Plume Ridge, but the uh, the other site, the the actual site, uh, Bellini site. And uh, I pulled up some information from there, and coming from their site, it says they um, they have a blend of Sangiovese, seventy percent Sangiovese, fifteen percent Merlot, and fifteen percent Cabernet Sauvignon. So you've got seventy percent Sangiovese, fifteen percent Merlot, fifteen percent Cab. So it's you know. It's a blend. It's a red blend. It's not. It's not one hundred percent of of uh, a Sangiovese grape or anything like that. So, this is what we're going to try. And they say here, I've got some other notes here that uh, it was hand harvested, and vinification was controlled alcoholic fermentation at twenty twenty five degrees uh, Celsius in stainless steel tanks with automatics pumping over and punching down on the cap at least 18 days of maceration on the lease. Uh, it's a malolactic fermentation. It was aged 6 months in barrique, 24 months in 45 hectoliter barrels of French oak, 6 months in concrete tanks, and 6 months in the bottle. So, um... We'll give it a try, huh? We'll give it a little bit of a taste here. Or we'll, we'll give it a little whiff here, okay? Uh, interesting, getting a little uh, mix of cherry and blackberry and a few other. No, huh? what's that? A little bit of a. Like a like almost like a uh, an Italian sausage kind of smell to it, or maybe that's my breath. I'm an anti sausage. I? <laughs> uh, no, I have not. <laughs> I hadn't had any sausage tonight. Um, let me see if I can find any other information on this on on what is on the nose. I don't know. We'll give it a try. Let's give it a taste. Wow, pretty jammy. This one is jammy with a fair amount of tannin in it. Fairly strong tannins. I, I was not expecting that because uh, from reading some of the other reviews, it said it was kind of a mildly tannic or medium tannic. Now, keep in mind that I did not chill this wine first, and they recommended that it be chilled a little bit. Not super chilled, but like probably around below, just below room temperature. So we're talking about 65 degrees or so, which would be okay. But, um, wow, there's a lot going on in this wine, but it is pretty jammy. Uh, blackberry. Oh. Not a super long finish. A fair finish. Slight sweetness on the tongue. And um, right now I'm not getting any licorice per se, but I am getting, it is kind of jammy. Some mixed fruits. It's a lot of mixed fruits in here. Uh, I think I'm getting a little bit of cherry in here too. 
Yeah, it's 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 fairly jammy. Um, so that's well, I have some more. I think this wine needs to open up a little more. I, I, I do, I think. And I think as it opens up, it'll probably... So the tannins, um, someone said there were fairly smooth tannins in here. Um, they're kind of smooth, but it's it's a little more tannic than I expected. And it's also... Um, well, it's not as bold as I expected. It's fairly bold. It's kind of medium. This is a... A full-bodied wine, so I kind of expected it to be fairly bold, but it's not as bold as I thought it would be. Uh, in fact, it's a little bit lighter than than I expected from looking at the wine because you now, of course, the lights don't do it justice, and, and all these wines look bold under these lights unless it's a white wine or rosé. But um, from my vantage point, this is a fairly bold, uh, bold-looking wine. It, it, it's a fairly, it's a very full-bodied wine. But uh, I expected it also to be bold. It's very violet in color. Well, kind of depends on at your vantage point, I guess, because I'm looking at it with the stream deck behind me. Um, but yeah, very deep ruby, almost almost violet. But it's um, it's it's okay so far. Um, I'm, I'm a little disappointed. I'm not taking tasting any licorice in it because I, I love that. But yeah, it's it's a very kind of a mixed fruit kind of a, a taste and quite jammy. Yeah, it's a fruity wine. Maybe a hint of maybe just a hint of chocolate in there. And it's a little oaky. But when they were talking about the oak barrels and stuff, it's it's not. As oaky as I expected it to be either. So I guess it really does need to open up a little bit more. Well, we'll do that in just a moment, moment but uh, I do need to show everyone. Ed says, I like it when somebody hits their prime. Oh, uh, did I miss something? No, okay. I like it when somebody hits their prime. You know, um, I've I've got to show you what she made tonight. When my lovely wife, Chi, did. And uh, Chi, you're watching. You're waiting for me to show this off, right? This is something pretty amazing. Now, as most of you who've been watching the show for any length of time know that um, my lovely wife, Chi, when she prepares these foods ahead of the show for uh, the, the pairing, she usually adds on some sort of a garnish, uh, and it's usually something... Over the time, it's become a lot more elaborate and, and much of a presentation. As you recall, some of the ones I've shown in the past. Now, this one, this one is uh, pretty special. And I'll tell you, I can't tell you right, right now. I'll tell you a, a little bit later on as we get in the show why she did this uh, this way. But uh, let me see if I can pull it up. Is it the photo here? Yes, it is. Look at that. Look at that. What is that? A Hoover. A Hoover. It's it's a vacuum cleaner made out of I don't know what it's made out of. It looks like it's made out of uh, made out of a, a couple of different fruits. Uh, I think there are blueberries there that are for the wheels, and she even has a, a plug and everything. I, she spent some time on this one. She put a lot into this one, and Chi, uh, maybe you can fill us in on what it's actually made of. What what you use to create this? What I think is a masterpiece for for garnishes. 
let me show you the top view because I haven't gone to camera three yet. Here's camera three. All right, this is what it looks like on camera three from the top down, top shot. And this is what we're going to be tasting tonight. We're going, we've got some, we have a little bit of New York strip steak there. And we have the Cracker Barrel Cheddar. Yes, we're back to the Cracker Barrel Cheddar, which is good. And the Unexpected Cheddar with Parm. We're keeping it simple tonight. All three of these should go okay with this wine. And then we have a little, that's a little gluten-free mini, uh, mini cupcake. And I did not bring my sprinkles in. I was going to bring, if I known she was going to put that on a platter, I would have dumped the sprinkles on it. Maybe, cheap. maybe if you're still up, you can just run down and get the little round sprinkles, little round ones. I can dump a few of those on there just for fun. <laughs> I'm asking too much already because she does an amazing job with that. So, uh, yeah, I, I stayed on that shot too long. <laughs> Wait till the podcast version is out. Okay, so that's what we have to pair it with. So let's go ahead and start pairing it right now, as a matter of fact, or while we're waiting for those sprinkles. <laughs> okay, Ed, I get it. I got it. Now, it took me a minute. I'm sorry. Uh, Ed says, I like it when somebody hits their prime, 53, a prime number. It was referring to Taz uh, Cool's, uh, uh, you know, we get three more states in, have 53 states, and then it's a prime number, will be indivisible. And Ed says, prime as in indivisible 53 states. I got it. Now, uh, I'm sorry, I was a little slow on the uptake on that one. I was so distracted with uh, wine tasting and everything, I just got uh, got a little bit distracted with it. Okay, I got it now. Uh, Tass says, uh, Hoover made a food. Bet that doesn't suck. All right, there's another. Yeah, you get another. <laughs> Actually, that's, that's, that's pretty, that's pretty good. Uh, that's pretty good. I'll give you, I'll give you this one. Okay. Um, uh, where was I? I don't remember anymore. Yeah, I got a whole bunch of this stuff. Anyway, uh, back to the wine tasting. Okay. So we're going to do some pairing now. The dad jokes apparently have officially started. <laughs> Unofficially so. But that's good. We'll have some dad jokes here. I didn't bring my dad joke book up here, but I've got plenty here uh, on screen that I can... I can use. All right, let's go back. Let's go to camera three for a minute. Let's go ahead and try it with the New York strip steak that was prepared by Chi. Uh, she cooked dinner outside on the grill tonight. It was very cold out there. It was like in the upper 30s, and she went outside. She marinated it. She marinated. She marinated it, and um, she cooked it on the grill. It was really good steak. Fairly tender. Mm, it's still good in ten Wow. That's a good steak. Let's try it with the wine. Shall we? Mm. Now, if this doesn't go well with... If this wine doesn't pair well with this steak, I'm going to be very surprised and very disappointed. And it does. Works very well with the steak. I was not surprised that it would. Um, 
This is a wine that should go really well with a lot of red meats. Should go pretty well with uh, red meats and uh, wow, some. This is a wine that should also go pretty well with the aforementioned Italian sausages. Um, maybe uh, maybe a. Uh, I haven't tried it yet. We probably could try it. I have some downstairs, but may, maybe a um, a salami of some sort or a. Um, what do we have down there, she, that uh, downstairs that this would probably go with <clears throat> for our lunch meats? You know, we have a sandwich with, with that sort of uh, uh, meat that uh, it would go well with. Yeah, spicy, spicy meats. I think this would go pretty well with some spicy meats. All right, let's go ahead and clear. I like that. I, I really did. I'm going to go ahead and clear the palate now. And let's try it. Let's go back to camera three. And let's try it with the Cracker Barrel cheddar cheese. And this is kind of a medium. It's not overly sharp. It's kind of a medium cheddar. And this is a good cheese. I like this cheese. Actually, this one's a little on the creamy side. So should be interesting. Hmm. The wine makes the cheese a little bit creamier. And the cheddar flavor, it kind of pops a little bit. But so does the wine. So, uh, yeah, I like that. That's uh, actually also a good pairing. I think I, I like the pairing with this cheese. I'm going to clear the palate again. And Taskool says, if you haven't seen it, need to watch John Cleese, Wine for the Confused, very informative and funny. Um, I think I may have seen that a long time ago. I don't remember. I've seen a lot of Cleese's work. I really enjoy John Cleese. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of John Cleese. Oh, I have been since the old Python days. Okay, back to camera three, and we are going to try it with the unexpected cheddar with parm. Okay, let's go back to try this cheese. Mm. Now, bring an Italian wine and a Toscana. This should go good with this kind of a cheese because it is a harder cheese, sharper cheese. Good, should be good. Now, interesting thing. It kind of changed, completely changed the flavor of the cheese, which is not bad, but it's interesting. Because this unexpected cheddar, this is a white cheddar, but it has Parmesan mixed into the cheese. That's one of the things I like about this cheese, because it's kind of a, it's that mix. And normally, on a, in the past, on a lot of these wines, the uh, uh, unexpected cheddar with Parm mixed with the wine, makes the Parmesan cheese just pop out and makes it stand out. In this case, the opposite's true. It tastes like it really brings up more of the taste of the white cheddar. That, I thought, was kind of interesting. But it kind of changed that just a little bit, too. So it was an interesting, interesting mix with that wine and that particular cheese. I don't know if that's because uh, 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It, 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 it's interesting. Didn't that was unexpected? Now that was unexpected. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go back and clear the palette one more time. Well. All right, so my initial conclusion of this, and I'll give you a final review at the end of the show, but my initial take on this wine uh, is that this is really a wine to go with food. I, you could drink it by itself, but I think this is a really a wine that, that's made to pair with food. And it pairs pretty well with all these foods. This is really made to go with food. Not so much to drink by itself. So um, I, I'll give you my final review at the end of the show, but that's kind of what I've got going on right now. Taz says, speaking of Python, surprise cheese shop had cheddar in stock. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, it was actually the only cheese that was in stock. And um, as I recall, I think the cat ate it, right? <laughs> the cat got it. Um, actually, it was, uh, it turned out to be runny. And then, uh, he said that, no, the cat, the cat's eating it, I think. Well, <laughs> what a senseless waste of a cheese shop, huh? All right. Well, that's the pairing for now. Let's go back to the chats for just a moment, see what's going on in the chats. And, uh, and everybody ready for some fun? We're going to do some, uh, okay. She said, okay, here's what she says about the Hoover. Uh, I'm going to go back to that photo again for just a moment. All right. This is what she says it's made of. She says, Hoover is made of eggplant, blueberries, and carrot skin. Let's see if we can pick this out. Okay. I thought I, I thought I saw some eggplant. I thought that might have been what it was, but usually kind of isn't eggplant a little bit softer. So I didn't know how well that would fare, especially on the, on the, uh, Handle and everything, um, the the stick and the handle for that. But it, so it's made out of eggplant. I, I kind of thought that m that might be what it is. And uh, then the blueberries picked that out. And then now this is something I wasn't sure about: carrot stick. Um, a, a car that's what the cord is made out of, right? I'm not sure what the plug is made out of, though. Is that also eggplant? I guess the plug is made out of eggplant as well. Uh, but but carrots. Uh, it's a carrot. It's just a, a little bit. I guess you, you kind of grated the carrot a little bit, big, long grate, and then uh, made the cord out of that. That's pretty cool. I really, really like that. And she, just for you, as always, you get some applause for that one. That's just an amazing Amazing presentation. Isn't that great? And I have this photo for posterity. <laughs> All right. Well, it's time for to, to toast some national days, and that kind of gets into what we're, uh, you know, one of the national days. That's kind of what we're, we're doing here with the, with the Hoover. No, it's not National Hoover Day. <laughs> okay. It's not National Hoover Day. All right. Where were we? National Days. Let's pull up the National Days. I, I got to go back to this for just a second. Well, not that. It's the photo. That is just so cool. I, I was not expecting... This was unexpected, too. I was not expecting this at all. I really wasn't. All right. 
So back to the show. Oh, that's the wrong image. There we go. <laughs> I don't know what buttons I'm pushing anymore. I'm pushing all the wrong buttons. I seem to do that a lot in life, pushing the wrong buttons. Right? All right, let's get to the National Days. The National Days. This is all, yeah, I have to have that too, don't I? There we go. All right, for today, Saturday. All right, for Saturday, this is February 4th, 2023. It's National Play Outside Day. That's the first Saturday of every month is National Play Outside Day. It was too cold to play outside where we are, although we do see some people out there playing in the yard when it's like really cold and there's no snow out. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, to each his own. <laughs> Not for me. I'm going to stay in here where it's nice and warm, cozy. It's also National Homemade Soup Day. Today, February 4th, 2023, is National Homemade Soup Day. I like a good homemade soup. You like homemade soup? I like a good homemade soup. She is, she, she really is a master at the homemade soup thing. Now, of course, not surprisingly, she's great in the kitchen uh, with a lot of different foods, but she makes a really great homemade soup. And she makes different kinds of soups. She's got some of her own recipes for soup. Um, she does a really nice tomato soup that I like, that we all like. And she does these vegetable soups, and she has some that are uh, kind of more Filipino-style soups and things. But uh, some of her soups are really, really, really good, and they're very healthy. They're, it's not like they're – you know, a lot of soups you buy at the store, uh, in the can and stuff, they're so loaded down with salt. And they're really – you think that soup is good for you, and normally soup is good for you. But when they load it down with salt preservatives and stuff like that, it's really – as as not probably not as good for you as it as, as it should be. So, uh, but she does it, you know, naturally. She puts all natural ingredients in there, and she really does make you healthy, and it tastes good. So, here's to National Homemade Soup Day. I will drink to that. It's also National Hemp Day. February fourth is National Hemp Day. Now, I, I know some people when think of hemp, they're thinking of like, um, you know, taking a toke or something. Hemp uh, as a plant is a really, really, uh, it's a strong, hardy plant that makes some, uh, you can make, you know, people make rope out of this, really, really strong rope out of it and, and other products out of hemp that are very durable. So uh, hemp is, uh, a lot of uses for hemp besides just I don't, don't think about hemp that way. It's a lot of uses, good practical uses for hemp. Uh, and I know in the past there has been some issues with that and saying making hemp legal to sell in certain places and whatever because of its of its history and connotation to um, you know uh, other things that are that that they they want to outlaw, but. Uh, there are a lot of really good uses for hemp. I'm going into a full dissertation on that. But uh, National Hemp Day. Here's a National Hemp Day. I'll drink to that. It's also National Thank a Mail Carrier Day. Yes, it is National Thank a Ma Mail Carrier 
day. You know, if it wasn't from the mail carriers, who would deliver our mail? We have to go get go to the post office every day and get it ourselves. So yeah, I'm thankful for the mail carrier. Now we've had some good. <laughs> I've got stories about mail carriers. We we had a mail carrier that came around our house for many years, and everybody knew him. And he was a really nice guy, and he knew everybody. He knew you know he had his route down, and he was very very good at delivering his mail. Sadly. Uh, a few years ago, he had to retire because he got sick. You know, he had cancer and he had to retire. And uh, I don't know how he's doing well, but, uh, you know, I hope he's doing fine. I hope he's fine. But he had, he had to retire uh, uh, because of uh, being ill. The people that have taken his place, some of them have been okay. Some of them, uh, I don't know. <laughs> We've had a couple of mail carriers on our route that, that taken over the route from him that, um, I, I don't know. They see that they're on the route every day. They see the house numbers. They, you know, they, they, they still get stuff mixed up. And sometimes we wind up, sometimes there's a mail exchange of sorts, <laughs> or there has been in the past where, where she'll go around, and deliver the mail. And then everybody goes out to the mailbox and, and then meets up in the, in the cul-de-sac here to exchange mail. <laughs> <laughs> and there have been a times where she's made three or four trips. I mean, I'm not kidding. Three f- trips around our area to re-deliver mail that she forgot. She'd go through, put mail in, then she'd come back and deliver some more and then deliver some more. And then she'd come back another time and pull some out of the mailbox and go, oh, no, this goes somewhere else. And I'm like, well, <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, yeah, we've we've had a couple of mail carriers that were pretty confused, <sighs> but we've had others that were really really good at their job. And I tell you what, being a mail carrier is not an easy peasy job per se. I know I understand it's, and that's why I'm not really uh, going to uh, put them down for that uh, for you know for that sort of thing because it's it's a it's a hard job. And doing that every day and having to deliver the mail and then having to put up with a lot of stuff that they have to put up with. I, I read an article. This was a news story, I think, uh, a few days ago. I was reading it online somewhere. Uh, I don't remember where. Uh, and, uh, the, uh, well, I think I also saw it on the news uh, one night that, that uh, this mail carrier got attacked by two dogs. And the mail carrier, uh, that's where I saw it. It was on a news story. Got attacked. It was a local news story, uh, and uh, she got attacked by two dogs, and um, it, it was pretty pretty vicious attack. And I mean, some of them are taking their lives in their hand they, hands when they go out there and and uh, and deliver the mail every day. So you know, it's in some ways, I guess for for a lot of them, it's kind of a thankless job, really. But uh, so I guess that's a good reason to salute. The Mail Carrier's Day. So here's to National Thank a Mail Carrier Day. Because it is a tough job. All right. It's uh, also... (laughs) This is where we get to the vacuum part. It's National Create a Vacuum Day. Yes, today is National Create a Vacuum Day. Now, what do they mean by Create a Vacuum Day? 
Yes, it's Create a Vacuum Day. I'm not, I'm not kidding. It's, it's, it's a national day here. By the way, I'm getting all these from nationaldaycalendar.com. Nationaldaycalendar.com is Marlo Anderson's site. He's the CEO, and he provides the national days for pretty much everybody out there all across the nation, So, and international days as well. So uh, anyway, the... National Create a Vacuum Day, and I'm pulling a little bit of information from this from nationaldaycalendar.com. It says National Create a Vacuum Day on February 4th explores spaces void of matter. On this day, we are challenged to create one, to create a vacuum. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm creating my own. Oh, that's not devoid. I mean, it's not void of. of I mean, yeah, there, there's a vacuum in space, allegedly. Because, of course, they don't know what's really out there besides the stars and, and everything. Because um, we can't just be, just because it's a vacuum for oxygen doesn't mean it's a vacuum. Period. I mean, there, there, it could, a vacuum is a void, right? It could be a void of oxygen, but it could be full of other things like dark matter and well, what have you. There could be a lot of things we, that are out there that we can't even see. That's what's making everything go around. Just saying. Do fish know that they're in the water? I don't know. You know, you know, if you're in the water and you're a fish and it's like that's your environment, uh, you really think much about the water that's in. Here you go. When they jump out of the water and there's the air, that to them, that's a vacuum of water, isn't it? I don't know. I'm pulling. Uh, I'm, 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 uh, <laughs> anyway. Uh, but, but you know what I'm saying is that we don't really know what's out there. So vacuum, now that's my vacuum picture up there. So, and of course, here's cheese vacuum. <laughs> she took it literally. But she created her own vacuum. She literally created, this is create a vacuum day, right? So she created her vacuum uh, symbolically with the Hoover vacuum cleaner. All right, let's go back to the, there. We go here's create a na, uh, here's to create National Creative Vacuum Day. Also, I was saving this for last. Really, let me go back to the chats first. Ed says, "Are vacuums just taking up space?" You know, rim shot for that one too. <laughs> They are, actually. Vacuums are just taking up space, right? With nothing. That's the thing. If there's nothing there, isn't that taking up space? It's full of nothing, right? I got plenty of... And that's a song, by the way. I got plenty of nothing. That, that's an old song. I'm not going to sing it. I don't. I'm, I've already had enough copyrights, uh, 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 not strikes, but uh, mutes and things like that. Got one last week, by the way. I'll talk about that in just a moment. All right. So uh, we we had a couple more national days. Here we go. Uh, you know what today is for another fifty four fifty six minutes. It is. 
Oh, you're not going to believe this. You're going to you're going to kick yourself for not knowing this this morning. I'm kicking myself for not knowing this this morning. It's national. It's ice cream for breakfast day. Yes, it is actually ice cream for breakfast day. The first Saturday of February is ice cream for breakfast day. We had crepes for breakfast. My lovely wife, she got up early this morning and made us some really, really nice crepes. But you know what? You can put ice cream in crepes. They're great for dessert, too. I, If I had known it was National Ice Cream Day, I might have made a, a put one of those crepes in there, filled it with a little ice cream and sprinkles over the crepe. Maybe it was better that I didn't. Here's ice cream for breakfast day. I'll drink to that. And hey, it's dairy, milk, <laughs> ice cream for breakfast day. <sighs> All right, tomorrow, we'll, we'll do tomorrow's too. Tomorrow, which is February 5th, which will be uh, today in about uh, 54 minutes now. It's World Nutella Day. Anybody like Nutella? Some people love Nutella. I never got into it. Uh, I think my lovely wife, she uh, she likes Nutella. I never got into it myself. Some people can't stand it. I'm, I'm not really, really uh, a, a fan of Nutella myself. But for those who are, for those who are uh, fans of Nutella, it is National Nutella Day. By the way, photo raise in the chat. Uh, I wasn't ignoring you. I just saw you uh, just now. Photo raise. Great to see you in the chat on Twitch. And photo raise says, "Don't forget today was ice cream for breakfast day." <laughs> okay, photo raise. Uh, we're going to start the. Uh, I'm going to save that one for uh, in just a few minutes. Uh, we're going to start the dad jokes. Yeah, I, I want to read that, but I, I, I'm just going to save it for a couple of minutes. So we start the jack jokes officially. Um, and Ed says, make a vacuum day. Some might say it sucks. <laughs> All right, we're starting the dad jokes early now, aren't we? <laughs> we are. Okay, a couple more national days. Uh, February 5th is also National Weather Person's Day. National Weather Person's Day. Okay, if I'd known that, I would have queued up uh, a short segment from News at 6 where we had our very own weather person, uh, Chintzy Stimp. And for those of you who stuck around for the show last week, the after show, we showed the entire full version of News at 6 without the, without the uh, uh, edits in there. The, the full version, original everything. And uh, one of the segments, of course, was the weather segment with Chintzy Stimp. Now, Chintzy Stimp, the character Chintzy Stimp, is a direct, um, uh, it's it's a send-up of uh, our local weatherman, and I think he was uh, Channel 9 at the time, I think. Um, at the time, well, maybe it was Channel 2, WSH. I can't remember which channel he was on, but uh, this was in Orlando, Florida, back in the day. It was back in the 70s and, and early 80s. 
and uh, Chintzy, uh, his, his name was Charles Stumpf. Charles Stump was a weatherman, and he, uh, uh, well, he, I guess he retired or whatever, and uh, I, I don't, I, I, I think he's long since passed, but uh, Charles Stump was, was a well-renowned weatherman in our, in our Central Florida area, and uh, we kind of did it in sort of a kind of a send-up for him. So I mean, we weren't making fun of him. We were just you know, we were parroting his name. So because you know, we we're kind of in honor of him, we were kind of doing that. Uh, so you know, like my character, I was the newscaster. Uh, uh, my character was was. Uh, uh, do I need to go into this now? <laughs> oh boy. Uh, okay, so. All right, so News of Six was a news parody that we did in high school, for those of you who are just coming in. Um, it was a, a, a Super 8 film that we shot and uh, for high school, uh, and we did it with commercials and things like that. And we were just, It was a send-up of a news program for News of Six. I played the newscaster, Walter uh, Concrete. It was, of course, a, a takeoff on Walter Concrete, Cronkite. So I was Walter Concrete. And uh, there was uh, Howard, uh, there was Coward Hosell, my my good friend uh, Doug Torta, who's no longer with us. Uh, Coward Hosell uh, was was his was his character. He did the sports. Uh, it was a spin, of course, of, of Howard Cosell. And then uh, Pete gives her the Chintzy. His character was Chintzy Stemp, who was doing the weather. And. Uh, Anyway, set up of Charles Stump. Anyway, here's uh, I got way off on the on that. <laughs> That's why I was laughing because I'm like, you know, I go off on all these different directions, and it's like here we are still in the national days. Here's the National Weather Person's Day. I'll drink to that. We have our favorite weather people here in Charlotte. Yes, we watch them on the news. It's entertaining. Sometimes you get the weather right, sometimes not at all. <laughs> but it's always entertaining. All right, and uh, all right, here's the last one. Last but not least for February 5th, and I really hesitate to bring this up, and I'm going to have to explain it apparently because it, on the outset it sounds a little weird. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I, I bet other people have already looked up the National Days and they, they know what I'm talking about. I'm going to just check here. And Yadagami-sama is in the chat Yada, uh, on um, YouTube. Yadagami says, hey, Rick, how you been? I haven't been able to join as often as before. Hope you're doing good. What are you drinking tonight? Well, Yadagami, this is what we're drinking tonight. This is a uh, Lodole. I'm sorry. I said that wrong. See, because I had too much. <laughs> no, I haven't had too much, but I will soon uh, if I don't stop. Uh, this is a Lodole. It's pronounced Lodole. It's a Rosa di Toscana. This is an Italian wine from Italy, of course, and it's from Toscana, the Toscana region, Tuscany region, I should say. And it is 70% Sangiovese, 15% uh, Merlot, and 15% Cabernet Sauvignon. So it's a 70-15-15 uh, mix. It's a blend. And uh, so far it's okay. As it's opening up, I'm, I'm kind of liking the wine more. 
Let's go back to the national days. We still have one more national day to toast, don't we? How you been, Yadagami? I'm glad you're here, by the way. And by the way, uh, we, we'll do another book giveaway. We're having some dad jokes tonight. We're going to do some dad jokes. So put in your best dad jokes, your worst ones. Uh, we'll do some dad jokes. So anyway, the national day. All right. Uh, get ready for this. Today, or it's, it's going to be February 5th. It's going to be today in, in about uh, 47 minutes. Um. It's National Shower with a Friend Day. I kid you, I kid you not. It's National Shower with a Friend Day. Now, I had to go to National Day Calendar and nationaldaycalendar.com to look this up. Because I wasn't really sure. I mean, yeah, the first, the first thing you hear, National Shower with a Friend Day, it just uh, it, that seems it, it does not seem um I mean, this is a G-rated show, folks, okay? PG at the most. National Shower with a Friend Day. It just, I don't know. But but here's what it is. It's actually rather innocuous. It, it is, okay? National, and I'm reading this from nationaldaycalendar.com. On National Shower with a Friend Day on February 5th, is a tongue-in-cheek way of educating people about the benefits of filtered chlorine-free water. Winter is the coldest and loneliest season of the year, with dwindling daylight and Valentine's Day at its heart. February can often leave people feeling dejected and somber. The day injects a bit of humor into the season while also serving to educate people on the benefits of showering in fresh, filtered water and the effects of chlorine. So this is what this day is about. It's not actually about getting your friend and showering with them. This is really about um, being aware. I know. This is really about uh, being aware of the benefits of having filtered chlorine-free water. And there are a lot of people that are concerned about the chlorinated water, how the water is chlorinated. I didn't used to think it was that big of a deal because when I was younger, I was thinking, well, you know, the chlorine's there for a reason. It's to kill off it. You know, it, it, they started doing this way back in the day to, to, uh, counter the, um, effects of certain diseases that were kind of running rampant around towns and people that would desire, that would die of, of, of various, um, uh, bacteria, uh, you know, uh, amoebas and stuff in the water, diseases. And so they started uh, putting chlorine in the water, chlorinated water. And so that's been pretty much the standard for, for treating the water before it goes to our to our taps. And it seemed like a pretty good idea, but there has been over the years and studies done and a number of people who have been very concerned about the effects, the long-term effects of drinking chlorinated water, putting it into our bodies, because that's not, chlorine is not really a natural substance to be putting into our bodies. So um, that's what this is about. This is about bringing up awareness of that. Uh, and, and, you know, maybe uh, being educated on using filtered water. 
I have cut down on the water that I drink. Uh, now we all of our water here that that we use uh, in the house it comes from the tap, but uh, you know that we use for showering and and, and uh, uh, you know uh, cooking and things like that. But we do have the drinking water. We do have those on filters. As a matter of fact, I just got reminded today that I have to replace the filter in my refrigerator that has a that has a uh, water dispenser. So I'm going to have to do that. And yeah, we have our Brita and all that kind of stuff. And we, we run it through the Brita, Brita and then we, we uh, use that for our coffee. And sometimes we'll just use bottled water and dump, put that in the coffee machine instead. But we do also buy the bottled water. But we're not buying spring water or anything like that. We're buying filtered water. Supposed to be filtered water anyway. But um, we have cut down on a lot of that, like this right here. You know, I'm drinking them. Purified water, so it says. Purified, I, I assume by osmosis. It's it's the members markup brand, a uh, members mark brand <laughs> from uh, from uh, Sam's Club. Anyway, uh, I've been drinking more of that because it has been lately kind of a concern with me because my family does have a history of cancer. I am concerned about that sort of thing, kidney disease and, and things like that. Listen to me. Hey, I'm really concerned about liver and kidney disease, I say, as I have another swig. Moderation, folks. That's the key is moderation. All right, so that's what National Shower with a Friend Day is about. So I guess I'll drink to that. In the right context, as I mentioned before, okay? In the proper context. Right, let's keep that in mind. Somebody's going to clip that. I, I know someone is going to clip this and post it all over Twitch, and he's... <laughs> oh, boy. I really dig myself into a deep one every every week, don't I? Okay. That's why. <laughs> yeah. Digging myself into a deep one. All right, so that's it for the national days, right? Well, let's go back to the chats for just a moment. I Well, we're going to start doing some dad jokes. I think it's about time. <laughs> it's past time. Do some dad jokes. Uh, let me check the all the chats going on here. All right, so uh, Photoray has one. Everybody get your dad jokes ready. Let's queue up the dad jokes. Time for some dad jokes. I've, I've got some. Let's see. Tascals is getting the second one ready here. Uh, <laughs> all right. Tascool says... Uh, Oh, well, you know, I've, I've got to read Photo Race first. That's before. Okay, Photo Race says, A guy knocked on my door and said, Can I talk about vacuuming your carpets? He was a Jet Hoover's witness. Ooh, do I have one for that? Uh, all right. <laughs> Taskool says, Taking a dog named Shark to the beach is a very bad idea. Yeah, I would... 
Should I read this one? Photo Ray says, how do you know if a how do you know if you have a Buddhist vacuum cleaner? It doesn't have any attachments. We're we're getting dangerously close into the religion territory here, aren't we? Yes. Okay. Well, they're jokes. Okay. They keep them in mind. They're jokes. They're jokes. Okay. They're just jokes. Uh, Photoray says, if you think that your computer, laptop, and phone spying on you is scary, then think again, because your vacuum cleaner has been gathering dirt on you for years. <laughs> I know Ed has some. I know Ed, I know Ed's getting some ready. <laughs> Anyone else have some some dad jokes? I'm I'm keeping count here. Yadagami says, uh, "Oh, I've been good, Rick. Thanks. That's not a joke. That's for serious." Yadagami, I'm glad you're you're doing fine. Uh, put in your dad jokes. It's fine. I've got a few in the meantime. Here are a few dad jokes for you. Uh, what is the least spoken language in the world? Sign language. All right, here's one that's kind of relevant. Who is the most lonely billionaire? Elon Musk. No, no. That was my mom, by the way. That really was my mom. It really was. Uh, we shot that uh, a long time ago in St. Pete Beach, uh, uh, years and years ago before she passed. Anyway, uh, yeah, that, that, that really wasn't my mom. Let's see, what uh, what else do we have? 69 Mets fan is in the chat. 69 Mets fan, it's great to see you. How you been this week? And what are you drinking, by the way? Or what are you not drinking, by the way? Or what would you like to be drinking? <laughs> 69 Mets fan has one. It says, what is the first thing a bad vacuum sees in the afterlife? The dirt devil. <laughs> Something to talk. There's one to talk about. The dirt devil. Okay, that, 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 okay. that was pretty funny. That was pretty funny. I like that one, actually. I should give you some applause for that one. And uh, I know Ed's getting some ready here. All right, let me see. I've got a couple more for you. I told my wife she needs to start embracing her mistakes, so she hugged me. (laughs) Yep. And, and she reminds me every day. She does. And that's no joke. Um, all right. Here, Tascals has one here coming up. What do we have here? Told my dad the other day I saw a bear on the way to work. Dad asked, how do you know he was going to work? Uh, what else we got here? 
Oh, here we go. Photory says, I bought some shoes from a drug dealer. I don't know what he laced them with, but I was tripping all day. I just stole mine. Okay. <laughs> I had I had that one up there, but it was it was good. I like it. I like it. Get a rim shot for that one. Uh, let's see. Anyone else going? I'm checking all the chats here just to make sure I don't miss anybody. Okay. Here's another one for you. Uh, I can't read that one. Wait a minute. What do you call a coupon using vampire? Suckers for deals. Oh, okay, yeah, that, okay, I like this one. Moist people are fine with typos unless they have a dry sense of humor. <laughs> uh, let's see, I have one right here. What do you call Bill Gates when he's flying? A bill in air. Okay, that's uh, no, no. <laughs> Where do you find a cow with no legs? Wherever you left it. Yeah. Uh, people are usually shocked when they find out I'm a bad electrician. <laughs> That's a good one. We need some of the really, really bad jokes here. When, um, let's, uh, let me look around see who else has a really good bad one. Photoray says, I'm terrified of elevators. I'm going to take steps to avoid them. That's, uh, that's a good one. I like that one. Take steps to avoid Actually... You know what, Photoray? There's a lot of truth to that. There is a lot of truth to that. As a matter of fact, that's one of the reasons why I'm I'm not a I'm not fond of elevators either. It's not that I'm claustrophobic. It's just that you know I've seen too many movies that have elevators that go awry in them. You know what I mean? <laughs> I get no. It's it's because the sudden. It's this sometimes a sudden movement up and down, especially if it's going in, uh, like up to the twenty or thirtieth floor, and then or back down to the second floor from the twenty or thirtieth floor. It's that kind of sudden, you know, lift or drop that kind of like makes me feel a little. Eh, I don't like the feeling, you know. It's just kind of a little queasy feeling. So uh, uh, I, I'm I'm kind of sensitive to that sort of thing, I, and that's why I don't like flying. It's, I'm I'm not a big fan of of flying. As a matter of fact, there's a little TMI for you. Uh, for that reason, we go on a trip. If we fly, that's why I like. I prefer driving, because when I get on a plane, it's like from the moment that we kind of take off. Uh, now, being in the air, it's not so bad. But uh, but the moment that we take off, and then you got the air pressure changes and things like that, and the the equilibrium. You know, like when it's pitching and thing, things like that, it really, really bothers me. Even in the air, if they have to, to, you know, 
to pitch around and make a turn or something. It, it kind of throws me off a little bit uh, when we're going up in the air at those kind of speeds. And then when you're we're landing, it's another thing altogether. And it uh, it makes me, uh, yeah, I guess I get, I guess you'd say it's air sickness. Um, I, I get air sick, and um, and it's. It's a problem because usually that's one reason why I drink on the planes because <laughs> like I'll drink and then I'll take a nap and then like wake me when it's over. Uh, but, but once the plane lands and all that pressure in my ears have built up, I can't hear anything. I mean, it, it's really that bad for me. It's like when we by the time we land, I cannot hear anything for like a couple of hours until until. The pressure has kind of equalized uh, within my ears and outside, and I'm just kind of dizzy and I feel kind of blah. And I've first thing after I get off a plane, I gotta go somewhere and like lie down, take a nap. I just I, I can't deal with. I can't. And these are on the shorter flights. These are on like the, I mean, the longer the flight is, the worse it is for me. Uh, like uh, I went out to uh, we went out to California. For uh, one of my sisters uh, had a wedding, and uh, we went out there and flew out there and flew back. And I, when we flew out there, we were staying at my sister Gina's house, and we had the guest house there. And um, so, I, I mean, we we got off the plane, we rented the car, and then uh, as soon as we got there, I was like. You know, I'm sorry. I got to go lie down, and I slept for four, four or five hours. I just had to go lie down and sleep it off. And uh, then, the, kind of the thing happened in reverse when we got back. It was just uh, rough. I, I don't, I don't, I can't deal with flying. So, uh, Tass, okay, Tass has one right here. To start a zoo, you need at least two pandas, a grizzly, and a polar. It's the bare minimum. Oh, wow. Where did you get that one? That's good. I've never heard that one before. That's pretty good. I like that. Here's to you. All right. I like that. Uh, Fodori says, did you know the first French fries weren't actually cooked in France? They were cooked in Greece. That's a good one. I got to do that one again because I, I I cut it off, didn't I? I always cut that off too short. Ed has a good one. He has uh, he says what collects dust, whether you use it or not. A vacuum cleaner. <laughs> we are doing a lot of vacuum jokes, aren't we? This is this is a night for vacuum jokes. Uh, that's the wrong shot. Here we go. We're doing a lot of vacuum jokes tonight. That's interesting. That, oh, wow, I'm gonna find some. Do I have any vacuum jokes? I don't know. Let's see. Do I have any vacuum jokes? No, but uh, huh. <laughs> Uh, I am thinking of having my ashes stored in a glass urn. Remains to be seen. I get no rim shot for that. Oh. 
All right. I'm going to have, yeah, and there's a... Uh, let's see. I can't find my Gone in 60 Seconds DVD. It was here a minute ago. Uh, why does Waldo wear a striped shirt? Because he doesn't want to be spotted. What? Okay. I, this one has to be explained to me. How do you get a blind person to see? Usually by boat. Oh, okay. I get. Why did it take me a second? Okay. That one took. I don't know why. Must. That's what it is. Um. <laughs> this is a good one. How was Rome split in two with a pair of Caesars? There's a lot more truth to that. <laughs> That's a good one. No, that's 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 really a that's really a good one. But um, <laughs> I kind of like that one actually. Uh, you know, my son got angry the other day when I told him the sky is the limit. He wants to be an astronaut. Let's see what you guys have. <laughs> we got a couple here. All right, I like these. Photo Ray. If you see a robbery in an Apple store, does that make you an eyewitness? Ooh. Have to mull that one over. Cass says, I'm going to eat some popcorn kernels before I die. The cremation is going to be epic. Oh, there you go. Oh, wow. That's a good one. <laughs> oh, uh, you got one to beat this one, Ed? You got, you got one to beat this one? How about you, Yadagami? You got any dad jokes? I've got a couple more here. Then we'll we'll do a final review and close it off for the night. Um, okay, I want to know how many people. Anybody here uh, fans of uh, uh, Annie Lennox? You know who Annie Lennox is? Yeah, the Eurythmics. If sweet dreams are made of cheese, who am I to disagree? I had one for this, but I don't know where it is. <laughs> I don't know where it is now. Um, where where are my other ones here? I've got to have. I don't have everything queued up that I need to have queued up. I, I really. I don't even remember at this point where all this stuff is. There it is. All right, I got one ready. Oh goodness. Ah. Uh, I had a great joke about COVID, but I don't want to spread it around. Ugh. 
I don't know. Uh, how did the pirate get a ship so cheap? It was on sale. Okay, that was just dumb. That was just a dumb. That, no, that, that was one of them I had. Not you guys. That was one I had. <laughs> the popcorn kernels. I think I've heard someone do that one, say that one before. They want to die. Did Mike say that one once? Or no, someone did. Oh, I know it was uh, the other Ed. The other Ed. Uh, my other friend Ed uh, um, and Panis, one of the two Eds, who was uh, who was in here uh, lots of times. He he mentioned that, and I was thinking, you know, that could be kind of kind of wild. <laughs> Tass says the Institute of Unfinished Research has concluded that six out of ten people. <laughs> You get that one. Oh, there you go. Oh, wow. That's a good one. I like that one. The Institute of Unfinished Research. I had another one here that I heard today, and I, I copied it down somewhere so I could... Uh, let me see if I can find it again. I heard it today. Uh, uh, my friend Tony... Uh, Uh, posted this during the week. Where is it? I don't even... I, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I found it. Three years ago, my doctor told me I was going to death. I haven't heard from him since. Yep. That was from my good friend, Tony. Okay, so... Uh, Yadagami has one here. Wait a minute. Yep. Yadagami says, I'm afraid for the calendar. Its days are numbered. Let me see. I'm going to pick a couple more. We'll get a couple more. And then, uh, anybody, does everybody here have one of these yet? Where is Excuse me, Bill. The roadkill bill sitting on it. The official drink with Rick wine tasting notebook. Anybody here that does not have a copy of this book yet? Anybody here who doesn't have a copy of this book yet? I'd like to give one away if I can. Anybody here doesn't have a copy? I think most most of of those in the chat do now at this point because I've been spent. I've been sending a whole bunch. Uh, of them out here lately, but anybody that uh, doesn't have one, uh, let me know. Yadagami, you have one, don't you? You have a co- you have a copy of this? I think you've got a copy of this, right? If you don't, let me know because uh, I want to send somebody a copy. And uh, I Let's see. Let me check around here. Anybody else watching? Any other uh, folks watching that are that are actually not chatting with me? Jump in the chat and say hi. Just say hi. You could get a copy of this. The official drink with Rick wine tasting notebook. Also, just uh, as a reminder, you can because uh, I did promise I would do this at the beginning of the show. You can get a copy. Let me see if I've got room for it here. All right, get a pair of these. For those who don't have a pair yet of of the, uh, now I'm talking about a pair of these, okay? <laughs> yeah, 
You have a pair of the Drink with Rick, the official Drink with Rick coasters. These are really good, durable coasters. And I'm going to show you how you can get a pair as soon as I can pull that uh, that up. Uh, let's see. Oh, that's on camera three. <laughs> Silly me. All right. What you all you need to do to get a two free, you can get two free drink. I don't know. It's hard to re read that. Two free drink with Rick coasters while supplies last. And here are the rules down here below. Well, no, they're not down here below. Uh, well, let's see if I can put them up there. There we go. All right, make sure you move this around. There you go. Limit two per person. Continental U.S. only, because I, I can't really easily ship outside of the U.S. for these things. What you need to do is you need to send a self-addressed stamped envelope to Savoia Media Coaster Offer, 6420 Ray Road, that's R-E-A Road, Suite A1, number 209, that's not an AI. We've got enough AI going on around here. It's this A1, as you see on the screen. Charlotte, North Carolina, 28277. Once again, Savoia Media Coaster Offer, 6420 Ray Road, Suite A1, number 209, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28277. Now, if you do that, you will um, send me that self-addressed uh, self stamped envelope. I will send you a pair of the Drink With Rick coasters absolutely free. Okay? And no salesman will call. Okay? Whoops. Wrong one. <laughs> no salesman will call. Crickets. Okay, um, I know I'm hitting the wrong the wrong buttons. That's part of the that's part of the entertainment. See all my flubs live on on stream. All right, Taskul says there are three types of people in the world: those that can count and those that can't. I know. That's good. I like it. I've heard it before, but I like it. All right. Ed says, what did the pirate say four score years after his birth? I'm matey. I'm matey. Oh, you <laughs> I like that, Ed, actually. That's good. I'm matey. Four score years after his birth. You know, that's... A score, everybody knows what a score is, right? It's 20 years. 20, 40, 60, 80. Four score. And seven years ago. Um, that's good. That's good, Ed. That's that's actually good. Um, Yadagami says, oh, he's got a good one here. Yadagami says, why do you never see elephants hiding in trees? Because they're so good at it. <laughs> it's all anybody could be. All right, so Yanagami says, I do not actually, I don't have a copy. You don't have a copy of this, the the official Drink with Rick wine tasting notebook. This is where you can you can use it to follow along because there are 50, there are 50 uh, wine tasting 
pages here. There's actually 100 pages to this book, but a little more because I've got some other uh, tips and things on here on drinking wine. But um, the tasting notes pages, there are 50 of them. The reason there are 50 of them is uh, because we do 50 episodes for each season of Drink with Rick. So you can, if you want, you can use them to follow along and write down the tasting notes to follow along with me as uh, we taste the wines. But that's not really what this book is for. This book is really for you to go out and say, I'm going to do some wine tasting on my own. Taste whatever wines you want and put your notes in here. Keep a log, keep a diary of, of your wine tasting notes. And it comes in really handy because... You never know when you're going to be in a situation where, uh, like, you know, you want to bring a wine to a party or get together or something, and you remember you had that wine from, like, uh, a couple of years ago, and you re- you don't really remember, you kind of vaguely remember the label, but you don't, re- and, and you kind of remember it was pretty good, I liked it, but I don't really know for sure what it was. So, well, you go, go back and re- refer to your wine tasting notebook and say, ah, oh, this is what... This is what I had. This is what I liked. And it was good for, and I see here that it was good for taking to get togethers for uh, just uh, for, you know, for appetizers and things like that, bring to a party. And then you can go out and get uh, get a bottle. Also, if you're on a date, you got a big date plan and you're making dinner or something and you want to really impress the date with the wine and you're thinking, you know, I don't know what to get to really impress the day. Or your boss. Your boss is coming over for dinner. This is kind of a cliche. These are all cliches. I know. But it happens. That's why they're cliches, because it happens so much in our society. It has for decades and decades. And you want to impress that person, that individual, whether it's a date or a boss or or maybe a new neighbor that's coming over. You got the new neighbors come over. You just uh, you know, or, or just someone just moved in the neighborhood. You want to you know welcome them in, and you you want to bring them that really nice bottle of wine. You don't want to offend them. You don't want to say like, oh, these people they don't know what they're doing. And you remember, hey, you know, I had that bottle of wine that I really really liked, but I don't remember what it is. Go back and refer to your tasting notes. And go out and get a bottle, and then, you know, you're good. You're golden. So it comes in really handy. And one other thing that I should note is that in the first page here, it says, well, where it says this book belongs to, it says volume, volume. So that means you can put volume one, volume two, volume three, even though there are 50, uh, you know, events here that you can, you know, 50 wines that you can taste. Um, it's not limited to that. You can go get more of these. I sell them. This is sold for $8.99 on Amazon. It's available on Amazon for $8.99. You can go find it there, but I like to give these out. So after that long introduction for this, which that's what I do here on the Saturday Night Wine Stream, uh, Yadagami, I'm going to send you one. Since you don't have a copy yet, I'm going to send you one. Go ahead and uh, send me uh, a valid email address. Not email address, excuse me. A valid shipping address. Excuse me. That's my email address. So send your valid shipping address to my email address, and um, I will send you a copy of the official Drink with Rick Wine Tasting Notebook free. It's just a gift from me to you, and a thank you for being 
a, a loyal viewer and and uh, listener of Drink with Rick on the Saturday Night Wine Stream. I want I want to I want to give back. I like to give back, and I know your time is valuable. Um, spending it with me, I think I'm I'm always just so grateful for and thankful for for everyone who watches the show. I really am. Uh, Taskholes. Oh, Taskholes says. Uh, <laughs> He's got another dad joke. Tass says, I made a homemade chilled tomato soup with celery. Okay, it was a Bloody Mary. <laughs> it was a Bloody Mary, yes. Yeah, that's everything you need for Bloody Mary. Pretty much. It's probably where they came up with the idea for Bloody Mary, actually. Yeah. Uh, who knew? Okay, Yadagami says, sure thing. Thank you, Rick. You're quite welcome. Look, thank you for being part of the show. Because you all are part. Look, we're having we're having fun. We're doing the dad jokes. You are all part of this show. I mean that. And with that, I'm going to give my final review. And it's time to close things up for the night. Uh, I want to give a final review of this wine. This is what we've been drinking. The This is the uh, Lodele Rosa di Toscana. This wine is 70% Sangiovese, 15% Merlot, and 15% Cabernet Sauvignon. It's come together in a pretty interesting little mix. And I'm going to have just a little bit more of it because I'll, I'll tell you what, uh, when it first opened, when I first opened the bottle, I thought this is actually a not bad, a little on the jammy side for me. Now, if my sister Gina were in uh, watching the show or in the chat, she kind of likes the jammy wines. At least I recall that she said she does in the past. She likes jammy. Um, me, it kind of depends on the wine. Sometimes a jammy wine can be pretty good. Sometimes if it's really, really tannic or if it's really, uh, you know, really too bold, I, I'm, I'm, I, it's a little bit much for me to, to have a jammy too. This one, let's give it a final, because it's opened up. Actually, it's mellowed a bit. Tannins have softened quite a bit more. Now, and I said in the beginning, I thought that there were there were there were more tannins in here than than uh, I was reading the reviews on. A lot more tannic. The tannins have mellowed, and, and, and it's it's actually kind of medium, kind of medium tannins. They're very smooth, actually. The wine itself has smoothed out a bit. Still some blackberry, still a hint of chocolate, but. I'm going to try this again. Still no licorice. It said there was a hint of licorice, but I'm not tasting the licorice in this wine. Not right now. Not really. I'm a little disappointed. It's still getting a little bit of chocolate in it, though. That's good. But... I'm not really, it, 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 they were saying that it, it's got some licorice notes. I'm not really getting that right now. But, okay, it's not a deal breaker for me. 
it's not. This is actually a pretty decent wine because we did try it with everything here. We did try it with the we didn't try it with the vacuum, but we did try it with the New York strip ta uh, steak, and it went pretty well with that. I, I liked it with this, the New York strip. It was really good. Brought out some of the flavors that she had marinated into the steak. The cheese, this was interesting. The, the um, cheddar cheese, this is a Cracker Barrel cheddar. It's kind of a medium cheddar, but uh, it made the... The cheddar very creamy, and I like I kind of like that. And with the this was also interesting. That this is the unexpected cheddar with parm, and usually with a lot of the wines that I've tasted, it makes the Parmesan cheese in there kind of pop out. It did not do that. It did the reverse. It actually made the the white cheddar stand out more the taste of the white cheddar, and it actually brought out uh, some of the taste of the wine very, uh, a little bit more. The wine is supposed to be fairly oaky, but I'm not really getting a lot. I'm not getting a lot of oak in this wine. So I think this wine's kind of mellowed a little bit. It's a 2018, so it's not bad. The one thing I did not try this with was the cupcake. Uh, we'll try a little bit now. I usually save this for last because... We're talking about sugary stuff, and I'm already got some sugar. I'm, I did not. I I didn't know Chi was going to put this on here. So I and I'm getting crumbs all over the place. Now this is a this is a gluten free one, but it's pretty good. I've had a, a couple of these already, but I'm going to try it with a wine. Regrettably, I didn't bring the sprinkles up here tonight. I did not. You know, I, I like my sprinkles. And uh, I did not bring them up here tonight, but because I didn't know she was going to put this on a plate. Big surprise. Mm. That was actually a pretty good cup cupcake. Mm. Try it with wine. Kind of. Here's an interesting thing. I've heard that there are some notes of vanilla in this wine. I wasn't really getting I was getting more chocolate. But the vanilla cupcake really makes this wine mix makes the vanilla stand out. So I wonder if maybe it's just bringing out a little bit of vanilla flavor out of the wine too. Maybe uh, it's vanilla and vanilla. I don't know. But it tastes more vanilla-y. Really vanilla-y. With the wine. Which I kind of like because I like vanilla. I do. And chocolate. I like a lot of flavors. Tass says, actually, vanilla ice cream or custard in coffee is good. You know, I have uh, I've heard that. And actually, I've had vanilla uh, ice cream with coffee. And it's uh, and I've had custard. I think I've had that with coffee, too. It is good. Those are good combinations. I like those combinations myself. I've been thinking about doing like a coffee stream, you know, reviewing coffees. Maybe one of these days, if we get more time to do that, I'll do that in the morning, like a Monday morning coffee. You know, drive with, you know, you can listen to it live, driving into the office, and, uh, and we'll, we'll review some coffees or something. I don't know. It's one of those many ideas I've kicked around. Tass says, how to catch a polar bear, find a frozen lake, dig a hole in the ice, surround the hole with frozen peas, hide nearby when the bear stops by to take a pea, run up behind him and kick him in the 
I uh, in the ice hole. <laughs> Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know what? I think that one. I think that one. You get. You get an. I was good though, Taz. That was good. I, I just felt. I hit the wrong button at the end, so the crickets were not for you. The crickets were were for nothing. It's, it's uh... anyway. I think that's going to do it for the show. I've had a good time. I hope you have had one too. Um, you know, once again, I want to thank everybody who's joined me on the show tonight. As always, I want to thank my good friend Ed for being here and keeping the Facebook dream alive and well. Um, also, Yadagami-sama, uh, thank you for being here. And also, my lovely wife, Chi, thank you for being here. And also, everyone who's been watching me on Facebook, uh, not Facebook, excuse me. Well, everyone who's been watching me on Facebook and have not been in the chat, thank you for being here, of course. Uh, but Task Cools and um, everyone else, uh, Photo Ray and uh, all those who've been watching and uh, have not really been in the chat, and everyone on Odyssey has been watching and not in the chat, and on Twitter because we're on Twitter too. I, I want to thank everybody for, for being here tonight. I do appreciate each and every one of you, and I mean that. I really mean that sincerely. Next week, We've got more fun planned. I've got a couple things going on in the works that I'm hoping I'll have ready for next week. Um, I think you'll enjoy some of that. I hope you'll enjoy all of it. But uh, I've got a couple things going on. Uh, it's going to take me a little while to produce it, but uh, I hope you'll be here for that. And we've got another wine. Oh, you know what? We should probably mix it up with some beers. What do you guys say? What do you all say? Also, I, I want to run a poll by you all uh, because I've been thinking about uh, doing some streaming on Reddit um, and setting up a Reddit, a subreddit for Drink with Rick. Been thinking about it. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of curious to see what you all think about that. If you think that's going to anybody on Reddit or wants uh, interested in going on Reddit, um, and um, you know, Reddit's become very, very popular, more popular than a lot of the other platforms combined, with the exception of YouTube, which is still super popular, and Twitch is very popular. But Reddit, uh, they've got a Twitch uh, subreddit on 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 Reddit too. Anyway. Um, I'm thinking about it. I'm mulling it over. Uh, let me know what you think. If if you think that it's something that might be worth uh, pursuing, you know, let me know. Uh, I, because you're part of the show, and I value your input. I really do. Okay, well, um, so next week we've got another show planned. And, of course, in the meantime, as we close the show for tonight, I want to bring out one more celebrity, a very, very important one. Celebrity here on Drink with Rick, Saturday Night Wine Stream. And that is, of course, none other than Roadkill Bill. Yes, the inimitable, the chewed up, the the, the uh, torn up, the he's he's been through a lot. Uh, trust me. One of these days I'm gonna show the origins of the real the true origins of Roadkill Bill. 
But Bill has a message, as I do for you. He has a very, very important message. And his message is, as mine is, please do not drink and drive. Drink in the comfort of your home, your office, your hotel room, your apartment, wherever you are. Please do not drink and drive. If you have to go somewhere, call an Uber, call a Lyft, call a cab, call a friend, call a, uh, you can't call a bus, I don't know. You can call, I don't think, you can call a bus, I don't think it will come. Um, kind of like, kind of like Bill here. <laughs> Just do what you can to have someone else take you home. That's the point. If you can't do that, just stay put. Best to stay put. Think of others as well as yourself. Because your life is really important, is more important than just a night on the town. Okay? And I mean that. It's a serious thing. And, and you know, for those of you who know why I harp on this so much, it's because I have um, loved ones who have suffered from this. I have lost a loved one from drunk driving. And uh, it's something that is very important to me, personally. So please do not drink and drive. And don't text and drive because that's also very, very dangerous. Right, Bill? Yeah. Because I want you to have a great week. But most of all, I want you to have a safe week. So you can join me here again next week on the Saturday Night Wine Stream, and we can all get together and drink with Rick. Good night. Thank you.